You're now tuned in to Views from the Chicks, a podcast discussing the correlation between life and music. On this episode, we talk about motivating young Black children through song, meditation, and therapy in the hip-hop community, as well as Kanye's new spiritual journey. Let's get on with the show. Come on. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome to Views from the Chicks. I'm T, and I'm here with... And I'm Joey, and I'm here with... Quan is here. And we all here. Hi, guys. Back at it again. Yes, yes, yes. Back at it like we never left. Yes. All right. How y'all feeling? How you feeling? We're good. I'm good. good. We I say we're good. We got the wine flowing. <laughs> yes. Like always. And we got the candles lit. It's real romantical <laughs> up in here. <laughs> you know, I like to keep a sexy vibe everywhere I go. So if I yeah. could bring candles with me when i leave my house i would but <laughs> mm-hmm. since i can't yeah i have lit, to keep it exactly i have to keep my home at a chill level at all times so yeah we got the candles we got food we got wine yeah. you know yes that's how i was I like kwana romance me girl <laughs> romance the shit out of me okay seduce me honey. seduce, seduce me. me take me <laughs> I try. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Before we get hop into the episode, wanted to give a shout out to all our listeners. We were reviewing the stats and we saw that we had listeners from all over the world, which is a beautiful thing. So thank you guys for listening and being patient with us and checking out the episode. We really, really appreciate it. We have people who listen to us in Florida, um, Virginia, Atlanta, Toronto, Australia. Mm-hmm. Yes, talk about it. India, England. So thank oh, yeah, you. Yeah, UK is big. Thank you guys. Yes, yes, you guys are so dope. We really appreciate you. If we don't say it enough. We appreciate you. So thank you so much for listening and believing in the chicks. Yes. And um, send us any comments or emails or feedback or anything that you might want to hear. Anything that you're feeling about the podcast. Because we always love to hear what you guys are thinking. You know, we always try to incorporate any new ideas or thoughts or topics. Um, So feel free to reach out to us at any time. Yes. Don't be shy. Mm-hmm. At all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question of the day today. Mm, all right. And my question is kind of personal. Okay. Um, just based on experiences that I've been having lately um, from a woman's perspective in the dating game. Mm-hmm. Ooh, saucy. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so my question for today is, can you be as a woman can you be too independent while dating and i asked this question Mm -hmm. because and it doesn't necessarily have to be while dating but when i'm around male energy uh, or just energy in 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 general Mm -hmm. i find myself being overly independent i get out the the car too fast I walk mm-hmm. on the opposite side of the street mm-hmm. when I'm supposed to be walking on the inside. 
I open the door to the restaurants, to mm-hmm. the building before they even get a chance to open it. Like I'm mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. I'm just Miss like Neo song, Miss Independent. <laughs> that is she. I am her. We are in this. Like, yeah. yeah, that is my issue. So I was just having a like you know moment with myself. I'm like, dang, I don't let nobody open no door for me. I don't even give them the opportunity to because mm-hmm. I'm just so used to being very independent. So I just wanted to get you guys' mm-hmm. opinion on that. And is this something that can hinder me because the man may feel like she got it right Hmm. and and i may not be able to be privy to that chivalry that i deserve is this coming up is this a question because a male figure like said something about it or is it just a thought you're having no one said anything to me about it Hmm. uh it's just something i observed um i'm just overly independent like I, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need anyone else to do it for me. But I want to be the 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 lady mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a potential relationship. I want to be tr- treated as such. You want that role. Yes. yes. Even though I'm overly independent, I want <clears throat> someone to open the door for me. I want them to. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, should I act a little ignorant about stuff? Like, I don't know dainty. how to do this. <laughs> no. oh. Act a little dainty. Oh, or just pretend like I need advice on something when I really don't Mm. just to kind of play that role. So they feel like I am letting them in, in that way, Mm. but I don't really need them to stroke their ego just a little bit. You mean, right. Do we stroke? But if if she wants, if that's the kind of role she wants to play in that relationship, it's not necessarily about their ego. Mm. If she wants to be the lady, then that's more for her benefit than theirs. Yes, but um, to answer your question, you're saying, can you be too independent? I say yes. Okay, speak on it. Your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I am also she, and she is me, and I am also <laughs> her. Her. <laughs> yes, you, use my words. Exactly. Okay, so we is we. We is we. And I we am is together. <laughs> and we is us. Exactly. <laughs> I am also an independent woman in that sense where I can do it by myself. Mm. I do everything by myself. And, and um, you do it well. Thank you very much. So do you. Thanks. Uh, and I <laughs> tell you this all the time. Thanks. Um, but yes, I have been told in previous relationships that I need to dial back on that. Like I've been told that. or um, And not in a way that was mean right. or that was like, you don't let me like not in a in a negative way, but just being brought to my attention because it wasn't something I ever thought about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But definitely, I've been told that you know, like le- like let me open the door. Right? No, 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 no. You walk over here, and I I used to get pissed because I'd be like, yo, why are you just trying to like like leave me alone? Yeah. Like I'm okay. Yeah. But after a while, I was like, no, he's he's right. Like I should be walking on the like that is mm-hmm. just what especially if a, if a man is. Um, and for a woman who dates men, if a man is brought up that way, mm-hmm. I was brought up that you walk on this side of the street. Right. right. I stand in front of you before we cross the street so I can check the cars and make sure there's nothing coming and right. I protect you. Right. I open the door for you. I like that is just how they're brought up. So for me personally, I had I had to recognize where I wasn't allowing that to happen right Mm -hmm. so now that that has been kind of put into my mind now i will stand there and wait for the door to be open and wait for Mm. the door to be open okay so and i'll look at you like (laughs) and with a pretty smile like 
Okay, you got yeah. this? You got this? Yeah. So can I act that way when the check comes? Oh, when the check comes? <laughs> you better take your extra I know people, people say like, oh, you should at least pretend to reach. Most of the time. I dive into the, my purse. Really? And I put that card on the Girl, table fast. When the check comes, and and, it, and I think you have to feel out the situation, the energy, yes. the energy and what's yes. going on. or like. Yes. But if this is a date date, especially like first, second date, like this is new, Girl, I don't reach for shit. Okay. I don't reach for shit. Oh, yeah. And I sit there and I'm like, hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess. Looking real cute. Like, right. hey. No, I don't. I don't reach for shit. But maybe later on, I'll be like, let me grab lunch. Okay. We go to lunch. It's fine. I got you. Right. No problem. Like, like a switch off type yeah, of thing. Like yeah. Like, I will, you know, or like, oh, we're going to the movies. I want the popcorn. It's fine. Whatever. You got the tickets. Mm. Like, I will offer in some way, but for the most part, I don't, the, the, the money thing, I leave it up to the man for, like, 90% of the money shit, I don't, I won't offer. Right. Right. I okay. won't pay for things. Only because I, and I was thinking about this. I follow this woman on Instagram, the Slum Flower. If you I don't follow the Slum uh-huh. Flower, I'm not please. on Instagram right now, but okay. Yes, well, I mean, you can <laughs> always Twitter Google. Too. She's on oh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay, please follow this woman. She is like a goddess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what's she um, talking about? But she talks about. I mean, she takes it to all the way to the extreme. Mm. Some women, you know, they might not want to take it as far as she does. Right. But her message essentially is: she does not date men. Who don't have money? Okay. She refuses. To, her her idea is like she wants to live a comfortable, good, full life. Right. And that includes financially. Mm-hmm. And for a world where women and men are not treated fifty fifty, not paid fifty fifty, why would you expect me to go fifty fifty with you when I already make seventy cents to your dollar? Oh, speak on it. So perspective, everybody. Perspective. perspective. So just <laughs> just thinking about that was like, well, no, hold on now. Like she's she has some points. She has mm-hmm. some points right mm-hmm. there. So, um, I mean, I may not take it to the extreme that she takes it, but I have been a little bit more just allowing for a man to pay for things or cover things and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, and being like, dang, like, I don't go anywhere without my purse and my yeah. wallet. And I don't like people paying for me. And mm-hmm. I don't. But yeah. and it may feel uncomfortable. But I think um, when you establish those boundaries and that, I guess, those um, standards. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, you know, somebody will follow through. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Somebody yeah. will definitely. Joey, what follow are your through. thoughts? I feel like can you be too independent? I think the clear answer is yes. And I think it's not always just monetarily but Mm. since we're on the topic of money like i've had several instances where i go out and i'm you know with the male figure whether it's in that way or not where i am i'm not even thinking about it it's just kind of like routine you know i'm I'm getting shit i'm paying for my shit Mm -hmm. right and i get stared at like what the fuck are you doing yeah and then i'm like oh oh okay like i I thought we were just going to lunch but okay sure Uh uh-huh fine and it feels good i ain't gonna lie Oh. It feels it's like oh okay cool and I think it makes and them feel good it. too I think so and I think it goes back to the whole standard of like you know the men is supposed to be the provider mm-hmm. da, 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 da. so it goes back to you know that innate role for them mm-hmm. and I think they're also 
you know, the same way we're thinking about should we pay for, should we, they're thinking something similar too. Like, mm-hmm. am I going to look crazy if I don't do that? Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're already kind of like got it in their head. Like they're doing like, I listen, some, mm. <laughs> what? someone I know, oh, a guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Speak on uh-huh. it. A guy that I know. But he was telling me about this was the time when he wasn't working. He had it hard, but he really wanted to take this girl out. Mm-hmm. Um, something happened with his car, so we had to take the bus to go to their date. What? And mm. So he met her there, or they? He, he met her there. Okay, this so is like he, a first date thing they met online. So he had so to he, take the bus to the date. Right. So okay. they were like, okay. if that is not commitment, I don't know. What That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna get to this date. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the conversation was like, we'll meet at this place for drinks, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. I know his situation, so I'm yeah. like, okay, like, what's your plan? And he was just like, well, I can't go there and not pay. Uh-huh. He ain't had nothing, y'all, mm. nothing. But he was going through every, jumping through every hoop he could yeah. just to make sure that he covered that because he was like, at the end of the day, first impressions are everything. Mm-hmm. Correct. And if this this was someone that he's, I guess you could say, they were like talking or whatever for a minute, so this is someone that he was actively pursuing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he was just like, at the end of the day, first impressions are everything. She doesn't need to know all of this. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to unload right. my baggage on yeah. her right now. So if this is what I have to that. do, this is what I have to do. Yeah. And yeah, they're together, y'all. Oh, they together. They're together. Oh, wow. Sweet. So first impression, I mean, is everything. Know. I had a, I have a similar situation with a, a friend of mine. She found out after she got into a relationship with. Um, he's an out ex, but after she got into a relationship, she found out that he took out, cause they were going on crazy dates. Mm. Like he was taking her to concerts. Mm-hmm. They were going out to dinner, doing really fun activities, mm-hmm. expensive activities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Trying to impress. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Come to find out homeboy took out a loan. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, like a little personal love. These niggas out there like that? Yes. yes. <laughs> Let me stop. Just so to, he put himself in debt to appease her. And he's an ex right now. And they're oh, not even together. You. Wow. I mean, it turns out he was crazy and oh, whatever. Okay. Okay. But he got comfortable and he, you know, she really figured out who he was. Yeah. But he sold her a fantasy. Yeah. Thinking that too. he was able to maintain this lifestyle. But once they got into a relationship... It wasn't yeah. what it seemed. It's yeah. also kind of low key unresponsible. So yeah, yes, what would you mean? I wouldn't even reveal reveal that because mm-hmm. that changes my whole perspective on you. Yeah, that yeah. is irresponsible. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of just in terms of being too independent. Yeah, it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't it have to just be money. really be like you know these women who are like I'm independent. I don't need no man. I can take care of myself. That buy, is me. Buy my mm. own car. That is me. Buy my own. I n d e p e. You know what that means? You know what that means? Yeah. Own house, damn car. And I think I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I like to shop. I like to take care of myself. I love to go get my hair done and my nails. I don't need to ask nobody for that shit. I can go and do that myself. I have no problem with that. (laughs) But it feels real good when a man knows them nails is looking a little bit scraggly. And they notice. And he hands over $60 to go get that gel extension. I said, yes, boo. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes. Oh, it's summertime. Oh, it's time for that pedicure, right? Let me send you some money so you can go handle your business. Yes, thank you. That appreciate is appreciated. You, I mean, it's expensive looking this cute. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And I think <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> like I was saying before, in a world where especially for women mm-hmm. who 
well, the way the slum flower puts it, women who date their oppressor. Oh my god! What? Yes, <laughs> this sunflower girl. She. Oh, you need you need to follow her. She's she's, she's amazing, but she's amazing. Really, she is. okay. But she basically is like, as a man, you still have a leg up over me even right. if you're and a just black in society. man just in society even Period. if you're a black man you're still a man mm. so there is still i still make less than you mm. there are still privileges as a man that you have that i don't have access to right so to expect your woman especially a black woman because she is a black woman especially expecting a black woman to raise the kids pop out all your babies mm-hmm. cook clean look cute and pay half the bills, how is that 50-50? It's not. And as someone who has been in that situation, it's nowhere near, oh, man. Yeah. I get it. I right. So I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, like, how do you have time to spend money on your nails and your feet and your hair when you got to pay the rent? Mm-hmm. So, so I get it. So to have, so to be with a, a partner who not only protects you you go out he opens the door he's he's a gentleman he he pays for your meal he makes sure you get to the place safely home safely like you know he's in charge of that on top of that you know he may provide some things for you financially i don't think that's a lot to ask you know what i mean i don't think that but i also feel like fellas if you feel the you know understand what we're saying if you don't have the means, you should not be dating. Yes. That too. Don't put yes. yourself in that situation. But to be fair, I think that also goes for the woman in True. some regard because, you know, there's situations out there. And I mean, it depends on the man too because some guys like knowing that they are the only provider for you. But some men also want to see that you are a woman with ambition and goals and mm-hmm. that you're working and, and doing you're independent. things as well. Because, you know, there are some men out there who are the only provider, but then it also... It hinders them for basically what they want out of a relationship as well because they're sacrificed within that. So it depends on what you want. So I say that to say like also in terms of relationships from both ends, just know what you want out of the situation and don't try to force people to be the person that you want them to be. Correct. Mm -hmm. Just if you got to you either got to accept them for what they are or just understand that that is not the person for you. But also your standards, you need to um, you need to make sure that those are up front. So right. if you're expecting him right. to open the door, don't open the door for yourself. Right. Look at him until he gets the, oh, oh, oh you want me to open the door? Yes. You I'm going to do that. I'm going yeah, to fall if, if all the way back. Yeah, if that's what you want, make sure <laughs> that back. those standards are set, set ahead of time. But I definitely think depending, like, like T, what you said, if you want to be treated like a, a lady or a gentleman, you want that kind of old school chivalry, mm-hmm. then you got to make space for that to happen. Thank you. I'm so gonna, to answer your question, I guess it's yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to work on that. I'm definitely going to work on that. Okay. So let's get into the episode. So first up is a dose of dopeness with Joey. So for, as always, for those of you who are new here, a dose of dopeness is a segment where I feature some really dope creatives who are doing some really dope things utilizing music. Not necessarily a musician, but someone who maybe has their own business or started their own organization and they, they've decided to incorporate music in it somehow. So my feature for this week's Dose of Dopeness is a woman by the name of Chelsea Moreland. 
Now, Chelsea is a seventh grade English teacher from Louisiana and co-creator of B is for Black Girl, a song and book collection that celebrates black girl culture. She started the brand with her twin sister. And after posting a video of herself singing their rendition of the ABCs to her classroom, it quickly went viral. So more recently, Chelsea was invited to the Kelly Clarkson show where she spoke more about it. And this is what she had to say. The song goes from A to Z and every letter is dedicated to something that is inspiring, affirming and empowering for young black girls. You know, being a seventh grade teacher, I see there is a huge need for a for positive content like that. So my sister and I wanted to help change the narrative and give them something positive they can relate to. So if you'd like to check out what they're doing, their website is beisforblackgirl.com. It's also beisforblackgirl on Instagram. All all just one word. Mm-hmm. And on there and on there they have apparel, accessories, books and flashcards. The wow. song can also be found on all streaming platforms and the name of the song is Black Girl ABCs. Oh. So check them out. That's so cool. Right, really Black really dope Girl and her ABC. voice is beautiful. Mhm. Yeah, I think this is really, really dope. And it reminds me of when, um, remember that song came out about the girl, I Love My Hair? Yeah. Yes. That's what it made me think of. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. Because then the little little black girls get to sing along. And, yeah. you know, it teaches them that at a young age, you know, love yourself in yeah. all your glory. Yeah. So I think this is really dope. So shout out to Chelsea and her sister. And keep on doing what you do. What do you guys think about it? It's always, I, you know, especially having a daughter who's four little black girl it's always um great to hear of black girls who are doing some really creative things and who are showcasing their talents and i just really like to see little black girls own who they are and not be afraid of it and if they like to sing they sing if they like to dance they dance like i like to encourage you know especially like little black kids Mm -hmm. when you see that they're Mm -hmm. talented in something encourage it you know, so any way, kids, yeah. yeah, any way that, um, you know, we can get some great, especially like singing. I mean, I know there's this whole thing with like black people in entertainment, but mm-hmm. if we're good at it, shit, we're good at okay. it. If we can sing and we can dance oh. and we can use those. <laughs> you heard me. You know, if we can use that. Say less. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think it's always a beautiful thing to see, especially young black kids. Yeah. You know. Do some beautiful stuff, especially if it helps other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I do want to add, they do also have a BS for Black Boy. So, oh, oh sweet! So they're branching out, they're building. Love yeah. to see it. I hope they. Yeah, mm, yep, exactly. I hope they keep branching out and doing more innovative stuff like that, especially mm-hmm. through music, because music is such a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. So up next, we got Kwana with "Let Me Upgrade You." Yes. Tell us how you're gonna upgrade our life. What this I gotta week. do this week, girl? Cause. I know. <laughs> I'm Let tired me. of listening to sad songs. <laughs> like, yes. upgrade me, honey. So last. Uh, episode where I did this segment I spoke about black uh, romance movies and books Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a a great episode so I hope some of you did get some of Jasmine Guillory's books did you start reading that book I gave you girl not yet (laughs) (laughs) well let me know I will I will Um, but I this week I'm going to talk about meditation and uh, thank you, T, for sending me this article. I thought it was You're really welcome. interesting. It was about my boyfriend, so you know I had to. I know, uh, you had to send it to me. But um, <laughs> basically, Blavity News, um, there is an article 
why I think meditation may be the new wave when it comes to self-care in hip-hop. Rappers like Kendrick Lamar, Big Crit, and Ace Hood have also spoken on the benefits of meditation and its spiritual connections. So for those who may not know, meditation, you know, it might sound very woo-woo, but it's basically um, giving yourself the time and the space to clear your mind. Right. I know for me personally, um, my mind is always on a thousand. I, I'm basically like a computer that has a few tabs open <laughs> and I'm thinking about 500 things at one time. That is definitely how my mind works. So for me... Um, meditation has helped me because it gives me, um, you know, for someone who my mind works very fast and is always on, it's really hard for me to shut my brain off. Meditation gives me a chance to sit down quietly and just be quiet. Like it's, and it's very hard to do, but it's, it gives me a couple minutes, whether I take 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, just to sit down on the floor in silence and just kind of clear my head. So um, you don't have to be a, uh, like expert at meditation. Um, you, know, you don't have to be a guru, a, a Buddhist monk sitting down meditating for hours. It doesn't have to be that way. But it can, you, know, you can meditate to music. You can meditate to nature sounds. You can meditate to rain sounds or whatever you like or just silence. But it's just giving yourself a chance to um, clear your head. So I think this is a great um, idea, especially for people in hip hop like J. Cole and Big Crit to advertise that they do meditation, you know, sometimes the touring and the work, it might be too much. It's a lot going on. You're always surrounded by people. Your brain is on 10. You know, maybe there's people around you drinking, smoking, partying, which is fine. But you may just need a break and you just need to collect yourself. And sometimes, it, like I know for me, meditation really helps when I'm overthinking. I can right. be a lot of an, an overthinker. And meditation helps me kind of calm that. Because it gives me a chance to breathe. Right. Um, so I like that, um, you know, we have people in hip hop who are now talking about yeah. this sort of practice. I think more people need to do it. Yeah. J. Cole I, also, sorry to interrupt mm -hmm, you, but J. Cole also has a song called Meditate mm -hmm, where he talks mm -hmm. exactly about that. Mm -hmm. And just, it's, a, it's another way yes. to encourage listeners to practice that as well. Definitely. It's important. I also saw... A, a while ago that there was a school somewhere in the USA um, that they replaced detention with meditation. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? That's what we need. And it, mm -hmm. helped, and it helped kind of bring less people in detention. Right, because they're probably like, I don't want to meditate. Yeah, so um, it was good because meditation really just helps you relax. You know, for, for someone like me who's, uh, who's had anxiety and things like that, I know it helps me. And I think it could help a lot of people. You don't have to be an expert at it. You can literally just put, um, you know, put your timer on your phone. If you want to do five minutes, 10 minutes, put your phone down um, and just breathe and just focus on 
breathing. Close your eyes. Focus on breathing. You're going to be thinking some things. You're going to have thoughts pop up into your head. Your brain is meant to think. That is why it is there. But, you know, you just, when a thought pops in, you just kind of, okay, I'm thinking about this. And then just get back to what you're focusing on, which is your breath. And after a while, it becomes easier to ignore those thoughts that pop into your head. But it really does help to kind of calm your mind, relax your nervous system. You know, sometimes you might be going so hard that you're not really breathing right. You've ever felt that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you're, you're going so hard. Especially when I'm going hard. up a flight of stairs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember at one point when, I, when, I, when my anxiety was really bad, I remember at one point um, it felt like I was only getting about 50% of air in my lungs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I couldn't, like at all couldn't times, breathe. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Wow. And that was only because I was doing so much. My brain is going so hard that right. my body was so tense mm-hmm. right. that I, I was making myself sick. Right. Wow. I was like, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I would wake up in a panic. Wow. And like, I'm like hi- I'm like hyperventilating and I'm like what is going on because I'm I was ignoring all of it and it would just compounded but right. meditation definitely helped that along with journal writing journal writing is also sure. And they sure. also have um, a lot of apps mm-hmm. that Headspace. help with Headspace app. Headspace, yes. Headspace app. Headspace, Calm. Calm yeah. is a good app as yeah. well. So definitely, if, you, if this is something you're interested in, you should definitely check definitely. those apps yes. out. And Kwan, I appreciate you talking about how to meditate because yes. I feel like even when I started, and I'm sure most people experience it as well, it's like, am I doing this correctly? Yeah. What does this consist of? Like, what is it? And like, I've tried. For me, I think... It's easier for me to use apps like Headspace because mm-hmm. they kind of guide you through the process. Yes, you can do guided meditations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like just sitting there in silence, I feel like because I am someone who's always like thinking about the next thing mm-hmm. or like what I need to be doing, it's very hard for me to kind of like silence yes. my mind, if you will. Yeah. Um. So like with the Headspace app, you know, he tells you to like listen to your breath mm-hmm. and they have different ways you can do it through their app. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he talks about listening to your breath and all that stuff. And I think that really, really helps because like the first time I really, really deep dived into it, I literally felt I kind of like felt a lift yes. off my chest and I don't know how to explain it, but I really felt it and it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so this, this is what that is. Yes. And like as someone who, you know, I've experienced having panic attacks, mm-hmm. panic attacks, especially like in college. Like I remember I was Oof. in class one time during a presentation, I was experiencing one, but I was presenting and I had to get through it and I can feel myself like stammering because I'm trying to breathe and talk yes. at the same time. And literally as I finished, I had to leave the classroom and I'm like in the bathroom trying to calm myself. But like Kwana said, it's like you're breathing, but you feel like you're not breathing. You feel like you're, yes. you feel like you're not breathing even though you are. And it's yes. like, it, it, it's, it's hard to It's explain. very irrational. Yes. It's very yes. irrational. And I remember the first time I had a panic attack was after college. Mm. I think it was the whole, you know, because after college, it's such a huge change. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like you graduate and it's like, okay, cool. Now go. Now go. It's like they're slowly walking you up to a ledge and graduation is them pushing you off. Yes. Figure it out. <laughs> you graduate and then it's like, okay, now you have to move out of the dorm. Mm-hmm. That's what a two day span. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you going to do? Are you moving in with your parents again? Are you getting an apartment? Do you have a job? If you don't have a job, are you job hunting? Right. It's are you a getting lot. a master's? Are you going back to school? Exactly. Yeah. And I just I remember being on the train one day going to like my internship. And I just remember because some 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 situations will trigger 
that anxiety. So for me, it was crowded trains. Oh, speak on it. So I remember I was sitting on the train and I, this was the first time I'd ever felt this. So I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know it had a name. (laughs) I didn't know. So I'm sitting there and I'm just chilling. You know, there's people getting on the train. The train's getting crowded, packed, whatever. It's a train. We live in the New York City area. So I'm heading into the city. And I just remember the doors closed and we start moving. And immediately my heart was thumping. And I was like, why you is... You feel it so much. You feel it I, like in your throat. Like it's... Right? I, I was like, why is my heart... I felt like I, I should have been on a treadmill. My heart was going so fast. I'm like, oh, why? what is going on? And I'm, I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot and I'm starting to sweat. And on my breathing, I feel like I, I feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all the air in the train is gone, mm-hmm. and I can't catch my and breath. It's like rising. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't breathe. My heart is running. I can't breathe. Am I having a heart attack? Like I'm thinking, I'm gonna die on this train right now. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. I'm oh. only 22. <laughs> oh my god! And now, since my brain is now spiraling out of control, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is, so I'm not controlling and thinking to myself. You're having a panic attack. You have mm-hmm. to calm yourself down. I'm just going with it. You don't and know what it and is. now it's getting worse. Yeah. So I was like, I'm either going to pass out on this train or I'm going or I'm having a heart attack or like I didn't know what it was. And then when you I just know it's not right. I this just knew something normal. was wrong. Yeah. The next stop, which I, I was going to the last stop. Mm. The next stop, I ran off the train and I ran out of the train station because I needed to get to air. Yeah. You know, you're underneath. And you're uh, you're under the ground. Anybody yeah. that took a New York City subway yes. or train. I, I went up to the air and I the just, because I felt like I real. couldn't. I yeah. was like, what? So for a while, I couldn't take, tra- I mean, I had to take the train. I didn't right. have a choice. But, but anytime I would take the train, it would immediately spark up. And wow. I, I didn't know what it was and I didn't know where it came from. Until I went to therapy Mm. and I told this to her and she said a lot of times when we have big changes in our life and a lot of things are going on, things will start to trigger anxiety. So I was like, oh, so I'm not dying. She said, no, you have anxiety. That's what it is. And I was like, I didn't know it had a name. So figuring out that it had a name, mm-hmm. figuring out that it it meant something and I wasn't just crazy making this up in my head. It made me feel better. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I was like, so how do I stop this what do I from have happening? Do? Yeah, what do I have right. to do? So once she suggested, if you're having a lot of thoughts, whether it's you're at work, you're at home, if you're the kind of person that just has a lot of thoughts all the time, mm-hmm. write them down. Mm-hmm. Get some paper. Write down your thoughts. It doesn't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be some beautiful journal entry. <laughs> Literally, it could be some scribble scrabble. Right. Can barely just to get read it. it off just your get mental. it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Write it down. Um, do some meditation. Sit down for a second in silence. Breathe. Right. So I know for me personally, meditation and journal writing has been great. So to hear, you know, people in hip hop, whether it's Jay-Z, J. Cole, whoever, talk about meditation and <coughs> how that helps them. I think this can only benefit them. Listeners. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Of course. Thank you for course. yeah, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do some meditation. There's also the Insight Timer is also another app. There's the Calm app. There's Headspace. And if you need a therapist, mm-hmm. and don't be ashamed 
to say you go to therapy. Right. I've been to therapy. Men and women. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been to therapy. Yes, T has also been to it's therapy. On my list. I've and believe me, especially Very being black women, mm-hmm. when I told my mother I was going to therapy, her first question was, did I do something? Oh, wow. no. Like she was like, oh, did I like mess up your childhood? I think or because something? when it comes to like therapy, a lot of times they root it Stigma. back to your childhood. Because a lot of people have these I traumatic, traumatic experiences through their childhood. A lot of times, it, I mean, naturally yeah. it does because you're... But what's funny is I think a lot of times when people think of therapy, they think of TV and movies and how that looks. And and I'm telling you, therapy is not like that. Oh, the depiction of, you mean. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yeah. I got you. TV and movies, that is not how therapy is. You don't you. have to go... And sit in front of an old white man and lay on the couch and talk about that time <laughs> you were six years you old. Be an old white that's not man. <laughs> because that's what they show in the movies. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. But <laughs> therapy is not like that. It is a lot. It is it is actually a lot more casual than that. It is not that formal. That's yeah. what I've found. You go to therapy and it could just be like, tell me about your day to day. Tell me about your week. Very simple like that. Yeah, very simple. They let you lead the conversation. Yes, you lead. And it is basically a space to unload your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to talk about what happened years ago. You can talk about your coworker who said something crazy to you yesterday. Preach. It is just, it is a place and a time. A that, safe place. A safe place and a time with a person who is designated to you who is being paid by you or by your insurance to guide you. So they're not here to fix all your issues and wave a magic wand and everything is good. They are essentially here to help guide you through your thoughts. So for people who maybe you have a lot of thoughts, you have a lot of emotions, you may not be able to get through them easily. Mm -hmm. A therapist can sit down with you and just help you guide yourself through what's going on, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and it really does help. You might think, really? So just like, can I just call a friend and talk to them and then not have to pay for therapy? It's not the same. It's not the same. Having somebody who is licensed. And someone who doesn't know you, I feel, kind of yes, makes you be more open. Exactly. Someone yeah. who may who does not know you, who does not know your family, your personal mm-hmm. life in that way. They They get to know you. But for someone who really doesn't know you like that, to kind of hear hear what you're thinking, hear how you're feeling, it may take time for you to really open up. But once you do, I find it very comforting. And I find it um, very freeing to be able to express myself in that way. And after a while, sometimes your therapist is like the person who you who you want to talk to. You may not yeah. want to talk to your mom or your friend. Or nope. You may be like, yo, I yeah. can't wait for therapy this weekend. Yeah. Real, <laughs> so can- real quick, I want to ask you both, since you guys have been to therapy and I have not, what, like, is there a point for yourself that you feel like, okay, I don't need a therapist anymore? Because I was listening to, I want to say it was the friend zone, but I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. And they were talking about a friend that they had. They were going to a therapist and seeing them for a while and the therapist was just like okay i don't think you need me anymore like you're Mm. good and the therapist is kind of the one that kind of like put the pin in the coffin Mm. instead of the person being like i think i got what i needed from you when do you basically when do you know that that relationship should end Um, in a way personally i've never gotten to that point 
Mm. Um, the therapist I was seeing, she decided to leave the practice for a while to focus on herself because, you know, therapists also of course. go to therapy. Of course. Um, uh, she, she worked a couple jobs, so she wanted some time to herself to kind of um, collect herself and find a new um, office that she could work with. So that is why our relationship ended in that way. But I do keep up with her sometimes through email just to let her know, like, hey, here's an update on my life. But um, so I was kind of forced to leave that situation. Gotcha. And I really didn't want to. If I could have stayed with her, it was a once a week thing. If I could have stayed with her, I would still be going. Gotcha. To what therapy. about you, see? My situation is similar to Quana. My therapist went on maternity leave. Mm. And um, she pra- was practicing in New York, and then um, she lives in Connecticut. So based on her maternity leave, um, she came back to the practice, but she only had certain days during the week. Gotcha. And it just, our schedules were conflicting, so yeah. it just didn't work out. Um, and then she eventually just... Uh, held her practice in Connecticut mm-hmm. and no longer came commuted to New York. Gotcha. Yeah. So it wasn't by choice either. Um, so yeah, I wish I could have continued. I probably would, if she was still, if our schedules could have, would have um, still, yeah, I, I still would have continued. So yeah. it wasn't by choice, but I don't think it's um, really up. It shouldn't be up to the therapist per se. Mm-hmm. If I'm giving my personal, I was thinking that too. Yeah. I mean, my mom is a, a psychologist, but on a d- way different aspect of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it should be up to the person who um, is seeking the um, help to determine whether they feel healed. And if maybe up to the therapist, so I think it should be a both conversation. Because um, if the therapist feels like, you know, they've healed you, I don't know if that even is the right word to say, because are you ever yeah, really healed? Because yeah. you're always a yeah. work in progress. But I think it's a communication. I'm not an expert, but I think it's a communication between you and your therapist to determine what is the next step if you ever get to that point or if the therapist gets to that point. So right. that's how I would answer that question. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking because I had not to we'll end it in a little bit, but I was just thinking I feel like your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you have to continue to pour into yourself and exercise, you never stop. It's not like you're going to exercise and get to the point mm-hmm. that you need to be Correct. like, I'm healthy now, so let me stop exercising. Yeah, It's like you always have to kind of work those muscles. So I don't know. I feel like I, I mean, I've never been, but I feel like I would kind of see it that way. Maybe like if you want to take breaks in between, mm-hmm. but you always have those, you know, moments where you tap in and um like when i started therapy i went um once a week okay Um, it was very um it was a very aggressive approach in the beginning and then um as time went on it we reduced it to once a month Mm. so it just depends yeah it depends on your situation what you're going there for Mm -hmm. and how it's set up and it's just about communicating with your therapist to see what treatment plan is best for you and you guys kind of build your own guidelines together yes and And sometimes you may feel you outgrow your therapist Mm. and you may need to meet someone else Mm -hmm. or go in a direction because you know therapists specialize in certain things yeah so maybe you've overcame that hump in a sense and you still want to seek therapy to 
like for maintenance. Right, right, right. But maybe that person isn't it for you. Maybe you want to seek someone else. Mm-hmm. So you have a choice. It's like being in a relationship. You have to choose and finding one. Sometimes gotcha. you meet a therapist. It's like going out on a date. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I like this person? Do I want to continue? Yeah. Definitely. And mm-hmm. um, I, my therapist was a black woman because I wanted to talk to a black woman. Oh, so. Mine was a white woman. So, exactly. So you can pick and choose who you feel comfortable with. It, it really is about who you're comfortable with. And my therapist was the one who suggested to me meditation and journaling. That was something I never even thought about before. I was like, really? Like, first I had to get through the idea of, is talking to someone really going to help this anxiety? But you really don't realize how much we keep in. You don't realize how much you really keep to yourself. Whether it's your feelings, whether it's your thoughts, how much you really don't let that out Mm -hmm. until you're sitting with a therapist and you may start to talk about something and you're thinking, I've never really spoken to anybody about this, like nobody. And you realize like, oh, okay, so this is what therapy is for is to really unpack a lot of the things that you're thinking. And don't feel like it has to be some big traumatic thing. It could be the smallest thing. It could be somebody at Trader Joe's cut me in line and it made me angry. Cool. So why did it make you angry? What happened? Mm-hmm. It could be something as small as that. Too, yeah. So. It doesn't have to be anything traumatic or something crazy happened to you. It can be, you know, something that you may seem, <laughs> you may feel is small, but it's helpful. Um, so definitely check out therapyforblackgirls.com if you're looking for a black therapist um that that is how i found my therapist so it was uh it's basically a list of black women therapists on the internet um who are in your area so i searched new york city on therapy for black girls and i got a list and i basically just called up a couple offices of you know the women that i saw and saw who took my insurance and i made an appointment and went if you're not feeling it, you can try somebody else. Like, you know, basically, you know, feel comfortable. This is your therapy session. It can, you know, it can be with whoever you want it to be. Don't feel bad if you feel like you need to try somebody else. Like, this is for you. Um, yeah, so if therapy is not something you want to do right now, there is always meditation. There is always journaling, um, exercise, just different ways to get some of that energy out of you um, for a release. So I hope um, this was helpful, and I hope you guys try some of the apps, the Calm app, Headspace, Insight Timer, and tell us what you think about some of these things. And did therapy help you? Did it not? Um, did meditation help you? Did it not? Let us know what you guys think. <laughs> so T, what we got for your segment? Yes, yes, yes. So this week on Behind the Lyrics, <laughs> I wanted to talk about our brother. Which one? Who? <laughs> you sure we related? I don't know. Our in, in a spiritual term, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our brother Kanye West. Oh. And I was... <laughs> Why did we both make that sound? Oh, man. Oh, stop. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, there was a conversation on social media referring to a keeping up with the Kardashian episode where Kim was going to the Met Gala and she was wearing a provocative outfit. 
per okay. usual. Okay. At the Met Gala? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the theme at the time was camp. Oh, okay. Yes. She wore like a... That really tight... Latex. Yes. Yeah. Number. Yes. yes. That took months to make. Really? Yes. Months to make. A lot of fittings. In the day of the Met Gala, Kanye is saying to her, uh, "I'm not. don't quote me verbatim, but in short terms, he said he was uncomfortable with her wearing something as revealing as what she was wearing. Okay, I'm I'm trying to remember what this latex was. It it was like a very very tight and a little yeah. low cut in the front, okay. and it has like little bubbles attached to it. Yeah. I'm not. Oh, all and right, it was all a right. mid. It was like a little short dress too. Came at sure, her knee. Okay. Yeah, and it was like on um, flesh tone. Okay, so it looked kind of like she was because I remember. I do remember this dress. I'm just gonna Google it really quickly yes. so I can remind myself. Yeah, no worries. But during um, he. Basically told her that he was not comfortable with her wearing these clothing, this clothing, because he's in a different part of his life right now where he's very spiritual. He's reconnected with God and he is on a spiritual journey. So she basically clapped back at him and said that she clapped back at her own husband. Yeah, she did. On Twitter? No, this is on um, on the show. Oh, okay. she said just because you're going through this walk does not mean I have to go through it with you. Hmm. And, you know, she was like, you're the person who encouraged me to have this self-confidence to show my body like this. And now you're saying this? Like, this is crazy. So he got upset and he stormed out the room. Hmm. So when did this episode air? A couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. A couple weeks ago um, in the new season that is currently out on E! If you must check it out, Mm -hmm. it's there. (laughs) So, yes. Um, but, you know, obviously, throughout the episode, they go to the Met Gala together and he mm-hmm. gets over it. And she even wears, at the after party, she even wears something even more revealing. Mm. <laughs> so that made me think about some lyrics. Hmm. Okay, cool. And how he, um, on his last album, I think it was Yay, um, he has a song that, I wanted to discuss, mm-hmm. and the song is "Violent Crimes." Have okay. you guys heard that on the um, his album on Yay? Yeah, I, I would need to hear it to remember. Yeah, I don't know. yes, because I'm I was thinking Jesus, but that Mm-mm. was the one before. This is before that. this. This is the album before the one that just came Can out. I play it real quick. Okay, I have snip? been off yeah, Kanye can... for a minute. Yeah, me too. I won't even lie. Yeah. I I checked out when Bound. Oh, okay. Bound to. So I actually whatever. was having a conversation with my brother and he, oh, we, yeah, we were having this conversation and he was like, oh, well, he kind of talks about this in this song. And okay. I was telling him about our segments and then he's like, oh, you should talk about this. So shout out to TJ okay. for hey, TJ. putting hey, TJ. me on. But before Joey plays a song, I'm going to um, say what the song is about. Mm-hmm. So his conversation with Kim made me think about a conversation he had on The Breakfast Club about Kim being nude. Hmm. And he embraced it at the time. Yes. And he said basically his he only had one daughter at the time. His daughter North yes. had the potential to having the same body as her mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he uh, basically does he okay. Mm-hmm. So that quiet. I know. Let I me know. be quiet. There's a lot of things to Let say with be that quiet. because her body real one. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, what you mean, sir? And she's 
And she's made up of the genetics of not only Kim and yours. So we don't know what her body's yeah, going to look like. Yeah, we don't. So I was like, hmm. So that was Kanye back then. Now this is Kanye present day because he's, he's on a different walk uh-huh. now. And he sees things because he's more religious. He wants his, his wife to be covered up. Okay. So I was like, hmm. So my brother was telling me about this song and how he talks about his daughters in the song. Okay. So Violent Crimes, according to Genius, chroni- chronicles Kanye's shift in perspective towards women with the birth of his children, specifically his daughters North and Chicago. He also brings up his fears about their future and the ways they will be treated by those who have yet to have their perspectives changed. Okay? Mm-hmm. So um, Joey's going to play a snippet and I'm going to um, talk about specific uh, line in the song that made me think about the conversation him and Kim had. So, thanks. Please, please. I'm scared of the karma Cause now I see women as something to nurture Not something to conquer I hope she like Nikki, I make her a monster Not having menages I'm just being silly, I answer the door Like Will Smith and Martin Do we have a problem? Matter of fact, Marlon this ain't me the focus. I be the zero. Pray I beat the charges. No daddy don't play. Not when it comes to their daughters. Don't do no yoga. Don't do Pilates. Just play piano and stick to karate. I pray your bodies. Drink more like mine and not like your mommy's. Just being salty, but this is nuts. And I am a nigga. I know what they Okay. Interesting. So, as he just said in his line, he says, I pray your body's draped more like mine and not like your mommy's. Just being salty. But niggas is nuts. And I am a nigga. I know what they want. I pray that you don't get it all at once. Curves under your dress. I know it's pervs all on the net. All in the comments. You want to vomit. That's your baby. You love her to death. So, that made me think... So I just had a full circle moment after listening to those lyrics and then him having that conversation with Kim. Hmm. But what struck me more about this um, song is he didn't really write. He only changed two lines in the song. Mm-hmm. So this th- this song wasn't written by him. It was you know what the song was writ- written by Partisan Fontaine. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. Okay. So he said, Kanye tweeted that he wrote the entire song. Does Partisan have a, Partisan does have a daughter, I think. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. And he, his name is usually Chai Khan's party, the Mm -hmm. ghost in the industry. So he obviously writes for a lot of people under Mm -hmm. that alias. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also Nikki is um, pinned as a writer because he referenced Monster on there. And Uh and the outlude of the song, she's, there's like a voice note that he plays of her talking about Monster. And And Monster is one of her most famous. Right. Because saying how people want their daughters to be like. Everybody on that verse. And talking about how. People want their daughters to be. She was referencing how people want their daughters to be like Nikki, and then he says this in the song about being a monster, but he doesn't want his don't want no menage, right? Because uh-huh. you know, trust, you know, menage. Yeah. So I just thought it was a that moment that happened between Kim and Kanye, and for him to have that song written a year previously ago, and then him on his current journey 
with his spirituality mm-hmm. and him performing in prisons and having his Sunday service. Mm-hmm. He's on a whole nother walk of life. So now everything he believes back then about women's body and wanting to showcase it, now he doesn't feel that way anymore. So that is behind the lyrics. What do you guys are your, what are your thoughts? Quana clearly has some thoughts. Quana got a lot of thoughts. Quana. I know I unpacked a lot. Quana, I'm gonna let you go first, especially because you got a daughter. I'm gonna let you go, but oh, okay. <laughs> Number one, mm. my first thought is, I'm really, really, really annoyed with men who don't see the value in women until they have a daughter. Facts. You have a mom. A wife. You have a wife or girlfriend or baby mama. Grandmama. Grandmama. Aunties. Sister. Cousins. You have friends. You have women in your life. The lady who works at the bodega down the street. (laughs) You heard me. You have women in your life. Yet, you don't see the value in protecting a woman until you have a daughter? That, to me, you don't get brownie points for that. You don't get a hand clap for that. That's sad. That's sad to me. Number one. Number two. Kanye married Kim Kardashian. Who he used to brag about in his songs. What I mean, what did he say? My girl got famous all from a home movie. (laughs) That was something that you loved about her. Right. When she was pregnant with North, she was still married to Chris Humphreys. That's a fact I did not know. Didn't know that. I thought she was. They were still married. I thought the marriage lasted 72 days. So she hooked up she with. She filed for divorce, but that takes legally, time. Oh. Legally, she was still oh. married. Oh, okay. But, again, that's in the past. That's Pat. That's old Kanye is what he said. Kwana bringing up receipts. <laughs> that's old Kanye. Okay, cool. But now you're turning this around on your wife and in the show you know, you're saying you're not comfortable with what she's wearing, but you, you know who you married. Right. Yep. And this is how she makes her money. This is what her brand is built on. Yep. This is she what is gets built the on talking. looking beautiful. Like her job it's literally to is to look beautiful all the time, all the time. And it takes a lot of work. I see she what she be doing. She be putting blood on her face. And- yes. Oh God. Yes. Baby blood. <laughs> Yeah, so like, she does crazy things. Women to pay look, money, serious money, to, to look like, like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yep, yep. But but this goes back to the age old question of can you grow with your partner? Can you grow with them? Obviously, Kanye is going through a certain phase in his life right now. He's no longer, as you said, quote unquote, old Kanye. Mm-hmm. He's on a different path right now. Well, we know that. Huh? Kim is, I think, is on a different path too. If you see all of her social justice work. Yes, I think she will. But also, you're married to a black man now, and now you got black babies. So now, all of a sudden, you see the value in black people Ooh. and getting us out of prison. But that okay. is a whole nother thing. She got thing. in that ass. She brought it back. That's a whole you're nother. You listening, Kim? That's a whole nother conversation. It's a whole nother conversation. I However, I don't want to get. She got there. 
But so she did get there. She got here. She cool. got there. And how she got here, it is what it is. Exactly. And she's using, and she's using her. She's using her platform to do good. To and do I don't good. see anything so I'm not mad wrong at her with that. I don't see anything wrong right. with that at all. Again, I, and, and I'm not mad at her for that because. But we don't she know by here. we don't know by her being married to him. He was an influence to, to that. We don't know. But that didn't happen until she got married to Kanye. She Maybe until she started having black her. sons, like you said. That's what I'm saying. Now she has black babies. Now she has, but she was in a one black son. Is it one or two? Two two sons. Two. I can't keep up with her, Nan. Me, me neither. Two black sons. So now the world looks different to you. Now you're married to right. Kanye. Perspective. Perspective. Now you're married to Kanye, who at one point was very pro black. At one point, you don't feel like he's he still anymore. says well. No, no. Kanye is pro Kanye. Didn't he recently say he gave up on the culture? Kanye is pro Kanye. Kanye. He's not pro anything. The the Kanye that we know, the the George Bush don't care about black people Kanye, that Kanye is gone. Right. He's not coming back. He doesn't exist. Um but Kanye is now in a world of, you know, he's very disconnected from not I won't say black people, but he's disconnected in a way where he is not um, privy to just everyday black people and what we do yeah, in our lives. because of his lifestyle. The his lifestyle, the in, money, the the, you know, the fame and the fortune. It's like what um, ASAP Rocky was saying. Yes. <laughs> you know, he can't relate to he us He can't no relate. More. Well, your ass was in jail. Can you relate now? Hmm, we'll see. But <laughs> just, you know, it, it's funny. It's like, you you know, people want the... They like to claim this whole like, oh, well, I want my daughters to, you know, like my perspective is changing and I want to protect my daughters and I hope she has my body and not her mom's body. And but she's she's a she's a girl who's going I to hope be, she don't have your body. Yeah, she's a girl <laughs> who's going to be I a got woman. some white ass hips. Yeah. <laughs> And long shoulder, long long arms, or yeah, and she's got. going to be a woman one day, right? And it's she's just, gonna look back and see the yeah. stuff that he and, said, and it's inevitable. She may say, "Dad, you're a hypocrite." Yeah, and it's inevitable for men to look at her when she's older, yeah, because that is just what happens. You get older, you become a woman, whatever. But even even on that, I think it just comes when it comes to men. And I'm going to specifically say black men because that's most of the people I'm around. But when it comes to men and their daughters, they just have this fear, period. So I think with Kanye, I mean, the way Kanye's going about expressing that might be like, eh. But it makes me think about even what's going on recently with T.I. With yeah. With your daughters, they just have a different way. How? To, like, what? How? Like, that is so crazy. But I feel I like these men, these imagine. men fail to realize you are fucking someone's daughter that's the what i'm saying so i mean at the end of the day keep that same energy so that but that's what i'm saying it's like it it it's sad to me that a man won't see the the value in a woman until he has a daughter but your 18 year old daughter you policing her all up in her information with it's the a doctor. Thing. It's a all control up in, thing. You're, you're, you're trying to control her body to the point where you go with her to the doctor to make sure she's still a virgin. First, first of, of all, all, there is nothing you can look at on a woman's okay. body to say you're not but a virgin listen, but anymore. But listen, listen to me. Just 
from medical practices, you're not, he cannot go into the room and have people check to see if it's, he's not even supposed to be in the room when they're doing the examination. That's what I'm saying. She's they ask your parents to leave. So that is just bullshit right there. Let's call it how we see it. That does not happen. That's not a reality. Unless he's paying the doctor on the table to be in the room, that's foul medical practice. Well, he said is. he's getting the results. Is her you, hymen still there? Okay. Excuse me. Whatever results that he gets is bullshit because you can tell you between you and your doctor, that's a confidentiality. If yeah, and she, whatever she wants the doctor to tell him is what she, the doctor is going to tell him. Yeah. Okay. He says that he asked her right then and there, like, cause the doctor's like, I can't tell you anything. You know, this is private. And he basically tells the daughter, like, we'll tell him that it's okay. But right then and there, your presence alone, she's fearful of you. So she's going to just give in. And I would look at my doctor and be like, you know exactly what to tell him. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Tell him what yeah. he wants to hear. But it doesn't make it's so hypocritical to police your like, first of all, she's your daughter. Her body does not belong to right. you. Mm-hmm. Her body does not belong to you. So what if she is your child? Mm-hmm. Her body doesn't belong to you. So for you to, to police her body in a way where you got to make sure she's untouched, but your 14 year old son is having sex and you're OK with that, having sex with other people's daughters and you're OK with that. That is a hypocrite. Yeah. What is that? Yep. And I mean, and I understand the fact that like, you know, you're, it's okay to have a shift in perspective depending on your experiences. I understand that experiences are going to open your eyes to different and shape things you. and shape you different. I, I mean, I understand that. So I don't want to like take away from the fact that, okay, maybe he's thinking differently, but Kanye, no, just no. No, it's, if this is something that maybe you're thinking about now, Like, maybe he's reflecting, like, the way I've spoken about my wife in the past was wrong. The way, you know, the the thoughts that I had about her and how she came up and the sex tape and all this stuff, you know, like, sort of idolizing her for that sexiness, Mm -hmm. which is what drew him in in the first Mm -hmm. place. Maybe he's rethinking that because he's like, well, I don't want someone to think like that about my daughter. So now he's, you know, he's thinking differently about that. Okay, but now that you're aware of that, instead of saying things like, I hope she doesn't have my wife's body in my body. No, she's going to be a woman one day. So why don't you talk to her about the craziness that men do sometimes. Why don't you talk to and her about boys? And also admit to her your faults. And be like, listen, to her, Dad, yes. daddy realizes that blah, 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 blah. But yeah. it's like it, she can listen to your album when she gets <laughs> older and hear it. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, but Kanye used to brag about Kim Kardashian getting famous off of a sex tape. He, he used, to, watch, about he used it. to watch his sex tape with other his other girlfriends. Her sex tape? Yeah. With other girlfriends? Yeah, used to Am- watch, watch Kim's sex tape? Yeah, Amber Rose said it. It ain't even all that. Oh, Why? wow. Did you see it? Yeah. I saw it. I yeah, didn't it see it. She looked... So well, she, she said she was on drugs. Or that's she, she said she was, oh, right. she was on ecstasy or something. She's not they, present. She didn't look very she present. Okay, so she was high or whatever. It wasn't like... Was it's on. not a sex tape like, oh, okay, I gotta try that move. Nah. Oh, uh, so it was like two people in a room having sex like every you other could tell day? They, you could tell they're a little disoriented. Also. Oh, it's yeah. Been a minute, but, so maybe yeah. they were drinking and drugging and... Drinking and drugging? <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like a stellar sex performance, whatever that is. You weren't taking a pen to paper, basically. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was like, mm, I'm about to try that with so homeboy. So it was boring. Time. So it was a boring yeah. sex tape? It was just because she was Kim Kardashian and it just went viral because of that. And okay. Then, 
I'm well, Ray J. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, as Kanye, well, no, Con- no, as Ray J said, he hit it for <laughs> Oh, and that, that is also <laughs> another conversation. But nine. anyways, yeah, exactly. but anyways, yeah, so that was my behind the music. Uh, interesting conversation. So I'm just curious to see. Well, T, what do you think? I know. Huh? What, what do you think, think about this whole about? topic? I agree with the both of you. I think it's a little hip- hypocritical. Um, but I didn't really dive into it like that. I was just thinking about how uh, with relationships and how people change mm-hmm. and their perspectives and how it's more challenging to grow with that person as they go through those things. So Kim wants to be who she is as a woman and Kanye is going through this I don't know, unveiling of such or this spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And he's coming to terms with a lot of things, Mm -hmm. right? So I just found it very interesting of how the old Kanye was thinking Mm -hmm. and how he idolized the salacious behavior. And now he's kind of did a full circle moment and he's no longer thinking that way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, very interesting. And I also read about how he has taken TV out of the kid's rooms Mm -hmm. and they got rid of video games so he's basically trying to turn things around based on the path that he's going and kim is saying she's trying to support him in every way but without losing herself Mm -hmm. and who she is Mm -hmm. so i was looking at it at that perspective but now that you guys you know pinpoint those you know scenarios and how he looks super crazy for saying what he is and how it took him having daughters to understand that and i think that's a bigger conversation and i think if there's any men who are listening, really take that and internalize that, that you have a daughter or daughter figure or women figure in your life that you need to respect first before waiting until you have a daughter to tap into that side of you. Yeah, That's what like I feel. You have a daughter and your perspective changes, but you yeah. made a person with a woman, you made this daughter with a woman. Right. So you don't see the mm-hmm. respect and value yeah. of that, that woman yeah, until yeah. You, exactly. your daughter is born. Yeah. It just doesn't make any exactly. sense. Yeah. And I think also to men lose sight of how when when intercourse happens, I always refer back to this, is like you are entering a woman, mm-hmm. right? Like she's not entering you. Mm-hmm. So I think if men think about that more during like sexual activities, like I think a man who has a daughter, he's like, oh my God, this man is entering my child. Like Mm -hmm, he's, mm -hmm. you know, taking a part of her, her innocence or whatever. That's how a father may think of it. But at the same time, as a man, when you're having sex with your wife, you're Mm -hmm. entering her too. Mm -hmm. You're, and you're um, exchanging energies too. Mm -hmm. I feel like people kind of forget about that too. When you have sex, you exchange energies. And that happened as well. So I think it's a bigger conversation mm-hmm. um, by talking about this. And we're bringing this to the forefront. And yeah, I agree. Men need to th- change their perspective, oh, especially man. fathers of daughters. Mm-hmm. And I think just just to your, your first point, when you first brought it up about basically can people... What do you say? Can people like changing in a relationship and right? Can together? you grow with them? I think that's why people have that saying. Oh, you know, when you break up, it's like why'd you guys break up? We grew, we grew apart, right? And I think that's literally what it is. Especially when you have people who've been dating since they were like, let's just say teenagers, and now you guys are in your thirties. Of course, you're a completely different person than you were when you were fucking seventeen years yeah. old. Right. Yeah. You're a thirty-four year old woman. Right. This 34 thirty-five year old man. Of course, you guys yeah. see the world differently. I think that's a whole nother topic is dating when you're that young. And then you grow into, yeah. So that's, but then, but they're displaying their relationship and Mm -hmm. they're going through a real thing right now. Mm -hmm. 
And can she can she be there to support him as he goes through this journey? I think she made a commitment. That's your husband. Yeah. Till death do you part. But it does go both ways. He also has to support her and yes, her changes right. as well. Exactly. I think that's why he he changed his tone and he went to the Met Gala. Yeah. And he supported his wife because it was her first night. Yeah. It was her, not her first night, but it was her night because she was on. That was her the first year she got a solo cover got it on uh-huh. Vogue USA and she's yes. always wanted that and he's instilled that to her because that was yeah. his promise to her yeah. when they got together he's like I'm gonna make this happen for you yeah so I think he had he had to walk away and humble himself yes and say you know what this is my wife's night so <laughs> let's do that so yeah that that's my thought got it so yeah. okay great conversation yes. today yes we Lovely went through condom. we went through ABCs to therapy to so the Met Gala, so the Met Gala, Kanye, through, two, through two bottles of wine, through yes, two bottles of exactly. wine. So yes, yes. So this is Views for the Chicks. Thank you for listening. It's T. It's Joey and Quana. We out. Bye. Peace.